You're listening to OK Now Listen, a bi-weekly show where we chat about what's on our minds, what we're binging, and what's blowing up our timelines. I'm Scotty Beam, media personality, content creator, music enthusiast, and still on a detox. And I'm Sylvia O'Bell, culture writer, host, producer, and lover of Beyonce, who I'm afraid I'll never get to see live again at this rate. Child, because they talking, sis. They are talking. You're never getting anything from Beyonce. Beyonce. Please, everybody be quiet. Relax. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. Y'all know how our queen get. Please do not test her. She just want to be Please. with the babies and her 511 children if you let her, child. She, we would just get Ivy Park line after Ivy Park line. And that's it. If y'all don't stop really and let her surprise us. This okay. Thank you. Thank you, <sighs> Sylvia, for that. All right. <laughs> if y'all remember nothing else. <laughs> I can't go child. another year without Keep your mouth shut. Album. <sighs> but speaking of going another year, Scotty. 2021 yeah the end is here yes the end is here we have seemingly survived (sighs) so they say another year by the grace of god another year i am Mm -hmm. happy that we are both here sis it's been a wild ride it's been a wild year a very wild one especially coming from 2020 2021 was different in the same at the same yeah. time. Um, especially now during this December time, things is getting a little sticky. It's, like, it's looking like we're going right back okay. to what we did last Christmas. It's looking like another it's lockdown. Like, and this is what happened last year. And it's like always, like I said, dang, mm-hmm. to those of us who had birthdays from December to February last year, were we the only ones who got that pre-pandemic mm-hmm. birthday because we'll never get one again? That's what I that's probably I'm it. Like, every, that's probably. I'm like, Sylvia, I'm like every that's year, probably it. This one's about to be my turn again. It's like, oop, nope, lockdown. Yeah. So I, I get that, but I mean, we did do a lot of great things. I feel like we've, me and you, we really took the world by storm, child. We was out here just killing shit out here in the kind of streets, kind of in the streets, but vaccinated streets. Like we we got was out there. Shots. We was like, let's do. <laughs> we got the shit. Let's test let's this child. You know, let's see what we can. Let's see what we can do because we definitely launched this podcast, as y'all know, in the in the top of the lockdown, in the pandemic. So year two yeah. was our chance to try to do tiptoe where we could and see, and also just kind of get to see and experience the response and recognition. Like we came out the gate hot yeah. with the New York Times, with the New York Times feature in print. In mm-hmm. print. In print. They photos. I never. Oh, Via so FaceTime, funny. because that's how deep in the pandemic we still were <laughs> when we took yes, the pictures. Yes, we were. We were in Essence. We were in the Essence spread in the magazine, which is so, to me, starting as an Essence intern and, like, Essence always being my dream job. like Full circle. And I just, I think for me, the height of my hope at Essence was, like, a cover story. Once I got, like, my Essence cover stories, mm-hmm. I said, that's it. That's the top never did I imagine myself being in essence that I could go from like writing an essence cover to being inside of an essence profile all within less than 12 months is like mm-hmm. wild to me. And like that still mm-hmm. is like such a something I'll hold dear. That was definitely a first for me. So I was out my skin excited. I've never even thought about the possibility of that. So I thought that was really, really amazing. To see, and and I also got to record with you in yes. person, 
which I've always wanted, which was our plan in the beginning before yes. the pandemic. I love recording in a studio. I love the 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 chemistry that we have. We still have it on Zoom, but you know, when I'm able to see and my friend like yeah. physically, yeah. I feel it. I feel the energy. It just feels I, I had a great time. I was very happy about it. So yeah, that was great. What are some of your like personal uh, reflections during yeah, this year? Yeah, like I think while we had our professional goals, right? Like being in print, I mean like just being celebrated in the podcast and like get you with me and oh, I even did TV mm-hmm. like Soul of a Nation. I almost forgot. Like being on yes. prime time was wild. But like while those things yes. were great, like, I also feel like there was so much personal growth for me this year. I got mm-hmm. back into therapy at the top of the pandemic like a lot of people did, child. Because I said, it's going to be God, me, and my therapist, child, to get through this. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what what 2020 was, as far as like doing the work on myself, I feel like 2021 was like, okay, now let's put it into practice. Like I've, I feel like 2021 thought, taught me like, you grew in your in your time of isolation, but how does that look like in, in exercise and in practice and like like I think in a lot of ways there was a lot of closure for me in twenty twenty one. Like I think you know that quote where they yeah. say there's the years that ask questions and the years that answer. I feel like I got a lot of answers mm-hmm. in twenty twenty one. Like maybe too many, child. Not but like there was a lot like it was um especially after everybody got vaccinated, I feel like everybody was coming out of the woodworks. You know, like making their apologies, trying to get right with life, like trying to whatever. And I found myself having to weed through a lot of people, close doors on a lot of relationships and like just like, you know, like and put like a like a ending, an ending bookmark on a lot of chapters and whatever in my life. And I think that that felt very liberating. The big thing I felt like this year was practicing for me is like emotionally prioritizing myself. I learned a lot in therapy that I emotionally, yeah. I prioritize the emotions of others over myself. I am a recovering people pleaser, but I still have that habit of not thinking what does Sylvia need first and how to set boundaries that reflect that with the people in my life who I may care yeah. about. But it opened the door for a lot of new growth. It opened the door for me to like feel like I can put fear aside on the personal side of my life and like put myself back out there in dating and you know see what that brings and like see how that goes and I'm really glad that sometimes life shows you that once you close the door on a lot of things that do not serve you anymore like God will really open the door two or three that will be just like what you've been Mm -hmm. waiting for or looking for and all of those things and I think it's a really beautiful lesson and I think that I'm glad that God made a lot of things took a lot of this terrible situation and made it for good in my life and in yours, I believe. But I'll let you share maybe what you think some of your good was this year or growth was or even any just personal lessons. Yeah, I um, first I, I'm very grateful for all the work that I've been doing, um, all the partnerships and campaigns that I've been doing with Target and Beats and Hunter and being on a list for... Yes, Ulta. Um, Ulta, Ulta's, yeah, Ulta's uh, one of the 100 inspirational voices. And, you know, I am very, very, like, proud of those moments. But one of my growth moments was, like, trying not to let that be my highlight of my year because I often prioritize my career 
over mm-hmm. personal things. I that's how I work. That's that's how I move. That's how I move forward. That's how I think. My future is pretty much based on my career. So I've decided like last year to well this year to actually like not do that. Be in the moment. Act, uh, you know, prioritize moments that don't involve yes. working. Uh, and one of those moments uh, had to be a road trip that I took for my anniversary. I think that was very beautiful because that's one of the things that I said that I wanted to do. And, keep, and I really was like, I want to do it. I want to do it. I never got a chance to do it for years. And I got to do that. Um, even though it was a short one, it was something that I needed to remind myself that these are actually the moments that you think about often, that you should want to think about often, that give you the most peace. Uh, And that was definitely a very peaceful moment to me. So, yeah, I got to change what joy Mm. looks like, you know, change my list a little bit. My joy in the beginning was set on how many jobs I can Mm. book, how much money I can make. And although those things are amazing, okay, and, and we'll trust me, I am continue. still working, girls and boys. It just won't be by itself, but it will am, still be on the list. <laughs> right. But it's okay to rearrange yeah, that sure. list and add on to that list. It doesn't mean that these, these other things are distractions. They're not. They're just adding on to your joy. And so that is like getting this dog. I... Love this child. I am going to get emotional over it. <laughs> wouldn't be the first time, girl, Nita, but that's your baby. Although this child is a headache and I can't stand this child. Girl, we be arguing. But because of this dog, I am starting to think outside of work mm. and that and think about family and thinking about future planning and things. I don't think about these things. I wish I could tell you. I don't think about these things often. I kind of think I'm going to be a terrible mother. Oh, but I know with this dog, child, come on. You know, I forget to feed myself. I know for a fact. <laughs> but, but with this dog, it just started the conversation for me to start thinking about other responsibilities that I may, I, I possibly can take on because I thought that I couldn't do it with a dog. And, bitch, I'm doing it. Because the first month I was about to call that shelter <laughs> right back up and be like, hey, do y'all do pickups? Do y'all do pickups? So <laughs> I am so blessed for that. I am blessed to go to L.A. I was freaking out. Sylvia Child can tell you, let her be mm-hmm. the witness. I was crying wow. about it. I was kicking and screaming about it. I didn't want to do it. Almost canceled the um, flight, Lord. Almost canceled the flight. Okay. <laughs> I was afraid all up to the moment of like the middle of the trip of L.A. I was afraid, but I really did have a great time. I missed my friends. And we missed you. I missed having y'all around. I missed, you know, laughing in y'all face. I missed all of that. I missed it all. (laughs) I missed it. Um, And I feel like that piece of me that sometimes I feel that I, I, I... is gone or something where, you know, I, I have a sense of humor and everybody knows that. But sometimes I feel like I after the pandemic, I got a bit more weird or a bit mm-hmm. more awkward. And um, L.A. just proved to me that, no, I, I it's not gone. You just change into a different person. You still are right. Diani. You're still Scotty. You're still these things. 
But there are things that I am realizing, guys. I think I have ADD. I think there's, you know, there's things that I have to start to work on with myself. But I found out that I could still be myself, the pre-pandemic Diani, when I was in L.A. And that was blessing. That was a blessing. I was like, okay, I still got it. I still got a sense of humor. I still can laugh really, really hard with, you know, my girls. Like, I still, I, I missed yeah. it. I loved having that in LA. So it was, and it was a blessing to have y'all to help me through that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy. You, I'm proud of you, friend. For the things that you've noticed and done. Well, <laughs> this year, as we can see, was a big one for us for personal growth and career growth. Um, and but it was also like we said another hard year in general. Our asses were still locked down at the start, and just as folks are trying to crawl our way out of this panorama, Amari, I want to come and break dance all over our sure. winter plans, bitch, and let it touch. And Whew. you know he don't care about us. Mm. He don't care about Jay Bug, Lil Fizz, Raz. That man got an ice None box where his heart used to be. <laughs> okay, right. So, and we know some of us either had to cancel our holiday plans last minute or push through the anxieties and uh, and hope for the best. So this year we want to repeat our tradition of recapping the moments that brought us joy. Yes, we are going to run through it all from our favorite albums, movies, and TV shows to the best internet moments and catchphrases. So get real comfortable because we got a lot of joy to talk about and you Ain't got nowhere to go. Got nowhere to go. Stay your ass right you now. Need to be in the right, house, hello. Okay. Sit down. Sit your ass get down right with us right now. All right. Get that weighted blanket. Talk. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Let's start with our favorite verses of the year because verses is still going down. It's still happening. Now, this may not have been a better lineup than last year when it all began, but there were still some notable moments that I hold near and dear to my heart, child. Yes, there were, girl. We got to start off right in February with none other than D'Angelo himself. Because I don't care what none of y'all thought. I did not need another person on that stage with D'Angelo because that man, that man, that man. My man, that man, my man. Because let me tell you something. can make a woman feel. Ooh-wee. Hot How butter. does it feel? <laughs> In fact. I'll show you how it feels. How? Let me tell you something. Show us how it feels. Let me tell you something. It felt like sex through the screen. I have never been more turned on just by vibes. Like, just the vibe. Like, D'Angelo is just... Like, even though we hate using... I'm sure everybody hates using the vibes. But if we were going to get or need a definition of vibe, (laughs) the pioneer of vibe, we are talking about D'Angelo at all times. That man got it. You hear me? There's nothing else to say. Whatever it is. That's why that album was called Voodoo. Oof, yes, he put child. that voodoo, that bombada, the bandana, Santa Maria, all of it. He put it on us. Mm-hmm. Niggas everywhere mm-hmm. were like, my girl has not looked at me in days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, he said, it was just, it was a beautiful live show. If anybody could pull off the first ever solo verses, 
It was D'Angelo. He had some guest appearances. Shout out to Method, always been fine man. Yes, he and yes, Redman for coming through. That's beautiful. Her came in and did nothing. Never nothing really matters with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was cute. But baby, it was it was really yeah, It was all D'Angelo. It don't matter. And when he got them keys, D'Angelo. Actually, D'Angelo don't even need to sing at this point. D'Angelo can just sit there and say, hey, how you doing? And I would have been like, well, <laughs> this has been one of the top three best verses that I've ever seen. Because that man has, ha- he's just got the look, the aesthetic. The aesthetic. He's just, it's just, him. And even when he just crooned and on the mic you're mm-hmm. like Whoa. Mm-hmm. definitely was that girl in front row with the five heartbeats mm-hmm. the whole verse I'm sure he okay. hates this but <laughs> I, I, he's just a good man Savannah okay he just, he just looks <laughs> he good okay and and we and it was a good verses and if there was any verses that I could just buy on DVD that would be the one yeah and I, I, I went back and rewatched it often just for a vibe yeah him but if I'm buying another one on vinyl <laughs> okay uh, tell him tell him I am going to get Earth, Wind, and Fire versus Isley Brothers on record because what a moment. Truly. Drifting on a memory. Truly. Ain't was no place I'd rather, rather be. be. You better speak. Than with them. Listen. Than with them. And loving them. <laughs> You're just going to do all the lyrics. <laughs> I really was about to let you do it too. I was like, go ahead. Finish. I thought she was gonna come in with the ooh, right? <laughs> but no, the Isley Brothers is like top five for me. Like I, for you. I love the Isley Brothers. I listen to them regularly. Like if you look at my title, that's where it is. That's not my. I have like I use different streaming apps for different things. Mm-hmm. If you look at my title, it's all Isley Brothers at the top. Like I love. Oh, and I'm talking like. Not like um, Mr. Biggs, mm-hmm. uh, um, Isley Brothers. I'm talking like Voyage to Atlantis. I'm talking Don't Say Goodnight. Mm. I'm talking Hello. You know, it's me. I'm talking though that era of the Isley Hello. Brothers. The it's me. Maybe I be I be singing Don't Say Goodnight. I be dancing around my kitchen with a glass of red wine. Right. <laughs> and for me, it's Earth, Wind, mm-hmm. and Fire. Okay. And that is fair because the elements. It's the elements. Like, let's just, it's the elements. And they do provide the elements. Like, they're sitting right next to me, personally. They're sitting right next to Stevie Wonder when it comes to comfort music. Like, the musicianship is impeccable. I often talk about the word composer, and I'm happy that people don't use this title a lot because it should be, it shouldn't be used loosely. These yeah. men over there, okay, the Philip Bailey, all right, Verdine White, names. Maurice White. Yes, it's those things for me that the, these men are incredible. They are really the definition of comfort to me, and the music, the instruments that will really take you on a ride, like a fantasy. I. Mm will cry tears just listening to Philip Bailey sing that song. And, mm. you know, I also enjoyed the host, Steve Harvey. I know everybody yeah. was mad. I had, I, had, <laughs> I had some moments where I was like, nigga, wrap it up. I'm trying now, to Steve, get these hits. Steve goes to now, but he was the on-brand choice. I, there was never a more well-branded verse mm-hmm, this year. Mm-hmm. 
for the uncles. Yes. And the fan, on the, on the, then Steve came in his suit. Yes. Everybody was in their three piece. Yes. Full buttons. Whatever it was the case, and they church shoes, and they came with a cognac, and I think Steve was so drunk by the end he was smoking a cigar because it it was <laughs> taking him to a place like that's why I, it felt good to watch that because it was like watching your uncle reminisce about good times, and you know that's one thing that music can gift you a memory of something that you probably didn't think of before, but once that song turned on, you like. Now I remember, and that's how he started. Because Steve gave us the biography of Steve (laughs) Nathaniel Harvey that day. (laughs) I love that, and ain't no telling when like uh, a J Cole mixtape come on. I am I'm going to stop and say y'all don't understand where I was at this moment. Let me go ahead and rewind this for you. He was like, I had my bike had just got stolen. Hello, I just. (laughs) <laughs> ran home the street lights was just coming on i think it was a sunday in june yeah child we was tired but it was a good time they were booking but after versus i feel like i've seen the isley brothers everywhere ronald ronald, First of all, ronald is collecting the check up. no shirt just vests and that he came got that child. Hair. he got that face mm-hmm. he got that gray silver fox beard going and child no. whatever what was that slow motion that slow motion gift they got in him when the camera spit pan. Yeah, I that was recent. Had the grandmas going crazy, yeah. baby. Ronald came in, he ain't look bad. Oh, let's just hold, a, hold on, Sylvia. If I was a 75-year-old woman. Hold on, Sylvia. <laughs> you saying the grandmas going crazy. They got this gen, the millennials are like, hey, man, I'm trying to put my bid in. How, like, how young does he go? You know, because oh, I mean, young he's, as I know that's right, but I think he got a wife. Shout out to his wife. I think she's, you know, oh, okay, no disrespect, no disrespect, but it, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm seeing the bids out there, and they are our it's age. Forbidden. You hear me? Wow, so, wow, I, I didn't realize. Yeah, no, no, the girls is throwing wow. it at at Ronald. The girls is throwing <sighs> it, and well, so shout out to, shout them. Out to that him. That was a good one, and we we would be remiss, oh child, if we did not include the entertainer of the year in this countdown the one and only jay the kiss i mean well, I the locks. Was, i mean the locks versus dipset yes. but jay the kiss was the mvp yes. star player yes. top scorer and overall touchdown yes, rush yardage <laughs> player of that versus okay i gave y'all every sport and i'm about to say that's the most i've ever heard her speak about sports in my life this was great i'm very impressed I was nervous halfway through. I said, think of one more. Think of one more. I had, to sk- I had to switch sports. I went from basketball to football. It was limited. But no, it, but, that's very true. Yes. That's so true. It was, <laughs> if you were from the tri-state area and you watched that, you've watched a piece of history. It, like, you really have watched something that you will remember and tell your children about. For years it to come. It made me homesick. It made me homesick. It should have. Like, you should have got on a flight nothing, immediately. Don't nothing make you feel more homesick than watching niggas and Tim's mm-hmm. argue about. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing that made New York. New York is, we talk about, yes, regional things have all whatever. When it comes to battling, battling, battle rap, New York. Yeah. And so like I think that they brought back that two verses. Like this isn't a friendly exchange of music. This is supposed to be a fun competitive 
shit, let's 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 do it. Let's be competitive. Let's exchange bars, but also like you know get jabs at each other. Right. Like let's not start no war, but let's have a fun competitive battle. Like Jadakiss was ready to go. <laughs> like, well, guns this loaded. is this is. Let me just t- say this right now. It it is a regional thing simply because no one talks shit more than, than New York workers. niggas. Or tri-state niggas, or whatever you want to say. Those yes. niggas over there, they talk different. <laughs> they talk to you different. They talk about you different. And so I knew <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> that this was going to be a ride of my life. And because I am a big fan of both, I thought in the beginning that Dipset was going to have a time we did. But then we really, really was did. quickly reminded <laughs> that the locks that. has had this in like they've had the game on lock for a very, very fucking long time. They also have been performing longer than any of them niggas on stage. They perfect their craft for years and years and they don't let up because they really do love this shit. Like they mm. you could tell. Mm-hmm. Them three, they eat, sleep, and breathe this shit. This is what they do. So Mm, quickly was reminded. Quickly. The first (laughs) song I said, things are going to change. Everybody, this is the, I have, I quickly changed my answer. And I was like, yeah, I forgot. You're wildin', Diani. So, yeah, yeah, it was. The stamina was there. But just in case niggas forgot, Jada said, no, I will never let you forget who the fuck I am. Ever. It's it's Jada. It's Jada. He's outside. <laughs> okay. It's him. He's Do you know where he be at? <laughs> Yo. But no, I have to say though, the one thing I say about Jada, because God, I love that man. Mm-hmm. Was, I love his spirit. I I will never <laughs> the way now when I listen to the song Honey. I just need them to just <laughs> drop in Jada's intro to it on all iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, everywhere it's streaming. Mariah, if you're listening, the new intro of Honey Gotta Be. <laughs> These niggas don't got Grammys. They don't know about Grammys. They don't. They know about Grams, but they don't know about Grammys Mm-mm. as Mariah is just harmonizing in the back. <laughs> and Jada is just talking shit. When uh, Joelle said that y'all ain't got no songs for the ladies. That was the greatest setup in America. I really thought they paid Joelle's backstage. I thought they paid Joelle's to say that. (laughs) Because the way that he set these niggas up, I swear. Like, you have to be at a top tier to be like, when just in case a nigga say this, we respond like this. they were ready War for the battle. They had ready. strategy. Yo, strategy. Shout out to the DJ. Yo. Shout out to that, their DJ because he, Jay didn't even have to say nothing. He was like, you hear him. You heard what he said. He was like, lady. Yo, and then reminded and everybody why these bitches was really out here having the biggest crush on Jada Kiss for no reason. And shout out to all the niggas that refused to leave the stage because that's what New York Let me do. Let me also tell you about PTSD. <laughs> Ooh. I was cursing y'all out. That Whoever was, was on so the stage on Twitter, check my Twitter account. You have been cursed out on my Twitter because I <laughs> hate that shit. And from working in this world, in that world, and doing shows at SOBs, 
where niggas refuse to step off stage on that small ass stage. And it'd be the smallest stages too. It'd be the smallest one. I was on a thousand that night. So yes. It was all the elements. It had all, all the elements. The, it was the most New York verses that ever New it York. It brought me versed. back. It really did. It brought me back. <laughs> oh, what a moment. Okay. What a moment. Whew. Well, that was the versus segment. I hope you guys go back and relive some of those playlists and all of those things. Title does a great job with the versus playlist. They have Absolutely. them all. I know a lot of niggas don't got title no more, but if you still do, they do. They do a great <laughs> they, job. They're, with they're that. good. They do a good job with that one. But okay, next up, we need to shout out all the beautiful, badass black women in sports for saying no. Yep. Full stop. Let's just full stop. Just no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and prioritizing their help. <laughs> that last note was my favorite. And prioritizing their help. Mm-mm. And creating a global conversation about mental health, especially when it comes to women in sports with the pressure. And it was the summer of the Olympics. There was so much happening off. And Naomi Osaka kicked it off mm. with the first nope. The first big the nope, nope of the, <laughs> Not gonna of the work. season. Nope. About do, refusing to do fr- uh, the press at the French Open in May. Mm-hmm. Our girl said... It doesn't, you guys just keep trying to come for my confidence in these interviews and I am not performing my best. My mental health is barely holding on. I cannot withstand this. She was willing to pay the fines. She was willing to do whatever. Because the girls was, the girls was getting partnerships and, you know, brand partnerships. So girls can pay <laughs> for this. Like, this is, this she is She said, nothing. I won the last titles. I'm currently the number one seed, baby. So I got the funds. I can say no. I mean. Right. And they don't like they don't like when we get to just take the fine. Hello. Baby. So what do they do? They exercise that supremacy that they love to exercise. And what I love is that instead of everybody ostracizing her, the other black women in sports came in and you know stood behind her. Right. And then you Especially have like in tennis too. Right. Stood behind her in tennis, but then Simone Biles taking herself out of some yeah. events for for her safety. That fucking rocked everybody's world. That was a conversation. Yes for a minute people were debating but I don't know what there was to debate like I loved that Simone said nope I'm exercising the power to listen to my body and making the choice to prioritize what makes me comfortable over what people expect from me Woo. which is and I can imagine higher stakes mm-hmm. like we all talk about how hard it is to say no in the general of our mm-hmm. lives Simone Biles is representing mm-hmm. her country at the Olympics, knowing she's carrying the ex- entire gymnastics team on her back. Right. And, and she said, pause. But what about me? Like Exactly. And then, whoo, So strength. the fact that it's Simone's, that like, she, cho- she made the choice to not sacrifice her safety and her health to meet these expectations was revolutionary. And if Simone Biles can do it, child girl... What Pookie and them got to be? What the, what they got to do? What the fuck? The, the Pookie, okay, they'll deal. Tell and Simone told all of America no. Child. She told the world. She told the world no. Gymnastics is one of the most watched Olympic mm-hmm. winter sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, summer sports ever. She has she has been on a winning mm-hmm. streak. She carries the team. She said no. And I was so because you know what it is, is that if she had gone up there and fully injured herself, that would have been it for her. Then what? The end. Right. Then what? You have to you cannot sacrifice yourself and your life <sighs> for momentary oh, things and momentary wins and material 
and man, there was such a big lesson. And I would like to believe that the more, you know, that even her seeing Naomi do that at the top of the, you know, um, at the French Open back in May, when she's number one, just like Simone's number mm-hmm. one, gave her a little bit of courage. And that's why it's such a big deal when these girls do it yes. at their young age. And then they're so they're young. young to, for them age. to have learned these lessons in their early 20s is just wild and so beautiful to me. I think it goes back to something we had said, I mean, at the top of the year when we were talking to Zendaya about um, Chloe Bailey and all of them and how I feel like this is to me what makes us feel like all of our talking and work as millennials is Has fruitful in something. Absolutely. Like seeing these Gen Z girls get it faster mm-hmm. because the information is out there is just... It makes me so, so confident for the future, too, that yeah. the power relies... They know their power. They're starting to get their power. I mean, get that they have the power. They've always had it. So I love that they said, now let me exercise this power. Let me protect myself with this power. But while we're on this topic um, of black women controlling the conversation, we got to bring in Oprah's interview with Meghan Markle. Because you know that was extremely mild. Sylvia. (laughs) Sylvia's tweets were a fucking one that day i was like sylvia will not let up you hear me i was like i've been training for this <laughs> right as somebody who's watched every episode of the crown mm-hmm. my mom had was like i remember crying over princess diana with mm-hmm. my mom mm-hmm. at the funeral me watching her cry mm-hmm. be like why are you crying over this woman mm-hmm. like the whole saga the obsession with the royal family like even just you know coming from a kenyan family which was colonized by the british and keeps a lot of that like all of that. My mom's name is literally Elizabeth. Like, it's just all of that is... So to see... To know the stakes and to see Megan and Harry Ooh. say, I am tired of the way y'all are treating my black wife Ooh. and my quarter black son. <laughs> I am taking them both. <laughs> I am taking us and our 30... I'm taking us and our 35% black and we are leaving. We're going to Tyler Perry's house. The fact that Tyler Perry was the rescuer was one of the wildest Blows revelations from that mind. interview. I said, Tyler, who? <laughs> Thank you. And I don't think any of us were surprised about Meghan Markle's story, actually, because, I no. mean, she was with the Grand Dame colonizer. Like, the Grand I, I Dame colonizer. Everybody knows. But what was very big, and also I use the word again, revolutionary, is opening her mouth to speak about it. That was the shocking part. Boy. Yes. Ooh, the power. Shit. I was, I was blew, afraid. She blew the lid off that thing. We still she blew speechless. the lid off of it. We still speechless because it's like watching The Crown and these other documentaries, mm-hmm. we're seeing how much the royals did not do not say. Mm-hmm. That's what this is showing. It's like all of this was happening and you weren't speaking mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. And so for the power for her to reclaim, essentially reclaim her power and say, I don't need this. Mm-mm. I don't need y'all. I don't need this crown, this title, whatever. Y'all can have I it. I was fine before this. And I will be fine after Shit. it. We will, and I will, and listen, because we are in love and we will go. And shout out to Harry for being real one. Ride or die for his. You hear right. me cross the line, speak about Hello. his, he gonna wave this tat. Harlem was out. <laughs> I mean, Harlem. Listen, Harlem, Harry, I'm why am I calling Harry Harlem? Well, Harry, you got a new name. That's it. I'm naming him Harlem. 
Yes. Hearing about like even the title of protection and how they would not protect Archie. That was the thing from the interview that was like so wild and disgusting to me. And even the the concern. Oh, the color, the conversation about the how dark he skin. might pop out. Yeah. Baby, that yeah. man, that baby is a quarter at best. What did you think he was gonna come out looking like? Mm-hmm. Y'all should know. The fact that they were like, still worried, <laughs> they were like, "Ah, we don't want to take it." Ch- ah, we're, there might be a little that curl might be right. a little too tight. A little too tight, I girl. Know. I don't we know about know. that. It's crazy, and there are still good ones for not really revealing who said what. Mm-hmm. But I am proud of them. Forget out of a bad situation and protecting their mental health. I think because Harry has seen the worst of it. Yeah. He lost his mother to this. Mm-hmm. He said, I will not lose my wife mm-hmm. and I will not lose my child. And it was so sad and um, heartbreaking to hear Megan talk about how depressed she was. Yeah. Like just how crippling. And I can only imagine like the UK press, like the British press is like, it's wild. So that, that tabloid cycle is wild. The niggas so. romanticized that whole like fucking thing. Being a princess yeah. and doing you know having these titles over there and that i'm sure like i'm glad that she spoke up about that because i think a lot of people had thought that you are just living in the lap of luxury like you are having a great time at all times but i'm sure that happens when you're white when you're black that's different. Well, if it doesn't even happen when you're white, it damn sure not gonna happen when you're black. And that's what we learned. Like, oh, well, here watching how the yeah. white women were yeah, suffering yeah, yeah, and how Diana was going true. through a child. Yeah, so it, it, it's like we knew Megan was gonna be bad, but shout out to them for giving us all the juicy details. Oprah got the interview of the year on retirement. That woman is ridiculous. I mean, come on. That shit went viral. Oh, I mean, she's Oprah. I and mean, when she showed us, when she, she, this was a reminder, like, Oprah, like, I am who I am. Don't forget it. Every now and then, Oprah come back with a haymaker interview, like, heard y'all forgot about me for a second. Wanted to remind you who the fuck I am. I okay, know for a fact. This. After, like, were you this. silent you or silenced? <laughs> I know the back of her mind. She said, I'm fucking this shit up. You hear me? And they going to take like, this. They go, that was that Oprah's line. version of that Drake video where it's like, look at this. You see this? You see this? I you made all this? this. We, built, we this. built this. All this? I built this. Me. That's exactly. Oprah. That's it. And it went viral, just like she always tends to do. And speaking of viral moments, we should get into some of our favorite internet moments of the year. Okay. And, you know, Oprah, all of the Oprah memes from the Megan interview is on my all list. All of them. Each and every I one. I screenshotted them immediately. I think I provided the internet with the first four because I dead ass was watching on my laptop because I could not wait for the West Coast viewing. I found a link. I found a link to the East Coast viewing. I think I was on some Zoom where it was streaming. Like, I, me and Shantanina Parker, we were desperate. We were like, we got to get a link somehow. Mm-hmm, we got mm-hmm. one. I was screenshotting that shit like a motherfucker. Like, mm-hmm. it was... Oprah the hands up. had great. The hands, I, I still to time. this day use that one because that is truly how I feel most of the time when I have no no energy to deal with these niggas. I'd be like, ah, whatever, man. The The other one that I cannot stop, and this is a new one, guys. The African-American urge to, and they yeah. say it like, the African-American urge to watch your children play and say, hmm, they're going to sleep good tonight. Or the African-American urge to see somebody, see a kid with no hat on and be like, they need to put a hat on that baby. Like <laughs> the stuff that we always do, but they put a, really, they put a uh, say to Right. It. And we live it's the earth. same life. Like it's crazy. It's, and those are my favorite memes. The ones that remind us, the the ones that unite us, not tear us apart. Right. 
it's like it's like the African American urge to ask your kid if they got McDonald's money right. when you do. Right. Like it's like when you know they ain't got no job. That shit. The African American urge to keep to laugh to keep from crying. Right. Like we could go on. I think the one I used on Twitter was for Meg's graduation, where I was like, I hope I hope everybody gave in to the African American urge to la- clap for their person, even though the school asked you to hold all applause to the end. <laughs> Because we all fucking do. Every graduation, it don't matter. Pre-K, kindergarten, middle school, high school, yeah. college. <laughs> Yo, somebody said the African-American urge to stick your hand out the front door to get the weather for the day. Because that's exactly what I do with my window. I'm like, I don't trust the weather app. Let me see what the real feel is. Like your finger's going to tell you. Because <laughs> what you realize is how ridiculous half this right. shit be. And what I love also about this this meme or this, the, that we've taken over is that it started as like they were filling in the blank whatever urge the feminist urge mm. the like the the uh, whatever urge the and then like we obviously the black people took it and like we always do <laughs> knocked it out the park and now it's like the other ones never even existed yeah and let's talk about some of these quotes too and catchphrases that everybody oh, yeah, the catchphrases doing. have been some good well issues. we all know this one that I, i'm i'm gonna assume that this is the one for 2021 which was fat joe's yesterday's price is not today's price that one i think is number one of the year number one yesterday's price is, is not in fact not today's, today's price price and that's how you know the jada and i mean the locks and dipset versus was great mm-hmm. because it started out it kicked off that joe's career mm-hmm. internet career mm-hmm. his little recap mm-hmm. at the afterwards where this came from was the funniest shit i think that <laughs> joe's ever done that I, shit was hilarious like i felt all of that joe's friends were like this nigga been like this but i was like that joe has been this funny he is very 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 funny that man is very funny but it was very true like and and that line you can put anywhere, like for oxtails and gas prices and anywhere else. It's like, wow, yesterday's price is really not today's price. Everything is high. Everything costs money. Everything, including my rate, sweetheart. But I love that line. I love that line. The other ones are what? Oh, Issa Rae, uh, when she was like, it's really feeling like me season. I mean, and... That speech she gave. And is. Every single one of y'all posted on Instagram. I sure did. I, I wanted to, but by the time I thought, I had seen it everywhere, I just was like, all right, it's gone. When I say I didn't hesitate, as soon as I saw it, I screen recorded it. I said, it's going on my page. Because I think it I was... I think it's funny it was the end. It was about to be Libra season. And I was like, ha What? Yes. One thing. It is me season, okay? One thing about Libras, it's going to be our season. That's for sure. It was. So. Yes. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that was a good one. You loved it so much. Didn't your mom make you something with oh, me Jesus. season on it? My mom did. That's what started My mom that. made me a me so season sweater that I will wear. Mother, if you're listening to this, I'm definitely going to wear it in the new year. Um, mm-hmm. So absolutely. Because it's her season. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix, one came straight out of a Netflix movie premiere. Yes. Um, the Jay-Z shocked to see Kelly Rowland meme when he saw her at the Heart of Day Fall. That was very cute. That was a cute one yes. to keep moving. Understood keep the moving. assignment, child. Y'all ran that one in the ground. Let's just... Let's, I did. Let's, I did. <laughs> I was as guilty. Let's, let's leave I that in 2021. That. How about that? We've had know, so much fun with that one. We've had a lot of fun. I think for me, the reason why that one be here is because sometimes... With Twitter, you have to find a way to say a lot with a little because mm-hmm. of the characters. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, that just encapsulated a lot of what we be trying to say sometimes. Like, 
Everybody understood the assignment, or I guess it's assignment, but I get you. I get it. It's, it may be time. The one that I would like to rid myself of that I have to maybe go to rehab for is it's giving. Scotty is dressed right now in like a hoodie and like a scully. And I'm like, it's giving. This is the last podcast we're taping. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving. This is the last podcast. It's giving. I have, have nothing else left, the guys. It's giving. It's you can tell that it's December. It's giving December and it's December 31st. Right. It's giving the very last episode. I promise you that's yeah, what it's giving. It's like that. Giving or, that. Um, I'm also a I big knot. It's giving. I love a knot. Like, mm. mm-mm. Not, not this scully. Like, not you looking like you about to rob somebody. Like, not. I love not. I use not all the time so not much that my so boyfriend uses fun. it. I say it all the time. Like, it's so fun. It's so it's so easy because I I didn't realize. I think it's the one. It's, it was made for us. Like the anti is like we always question why niggas right. are doing shit, and it's like perfect for that. Like not you said. Not he right. coming late. Not you laughing. Not he about to. Not, not right. He, not he calling again after he said he was never mm-hmm. gonna call me again. Mm-hmm. And it's also good to like instigate, like you'd be like, ooh, not him calling you out your name. Like, that's crazy. And you'd be like, damn, he did call me out my name. That's crazy. That's wild. But also shout out to Drewski who talks about how it also minimizes and brings humor to serious things because they'll be like, <laughs> we are all just laughing to keep from crying in so many ways. And it's like, I think he did the, um, that he did that tick, he did that video, whatever we're calling them. And, uh, it was like him going around the house and the person pulled out a gun and they were like, nah, he the ops. Bruh, he the ops. <laughs> like, nah, he, nah, he shooting. Like, not, I think this guy is talking about how people was fighting for their lives outside. I said, not they fighting for their lives like it's not funny right why are we thinking why do we think everything is a joke why (laughs) because it's the only the african-american urge to To laugh laugh. to keep from crying very true it's too much but yes i will need to go to rehab for that um both of those terms because they've stuck like glue yeah no i think i think not is stuck for me that's it i I can't i don't (laughs) have nothing else for you and let's also like just graze over these um let's just do some of these favorite internet moments because they set the tone for Twitter, and I have a fucking grand time on Twitter. I have a great time. And one... Twitter is still my favorite app right. at the end of this season. It well. is. And one thing that really set off my moments on Twitter was the moan room on Clubhouse, child, when they had Lakeith Stanfield moaning That's for $100. I said... We are in different times now. We are in a whole set of different it's times. The dark times is the dark ages. Start the rapture. And for the <laughs> moan to be trash. On top of that, oh. Lakeith didn't have the fire moan. You gonna tell me that nigga moaned like a fucking owl? Like I didn't. I was so upset. I'm crying. But I also was like glad it was clearly not a real moan because I wouldn't pass put it past Lakeith to get in the character for that. And I was well, like, you imagine if he actually was pleasuring himself to like make himself. But what if like, he did? We don't know. Oh, come on. We don't know. Guys. And that's what I'm saying. Child. Sylvia, we don't know what he was doing to get himself in that moment. He probably was really dedicated to that moan before the moan to be bad is what really made me upset. That whole room, first of all, in general, was wild before Lakeith got in there. The money prize was not high enough <laughs> for y'all to be in there moaning your life away like we didn't know who we could see who you were. <laughs> and not in front of a live yo, a live sort of a live studio audience. And I you gonna just moan I like I truly this? understand that, you know, 
niggas needed money like them ppp loans or whatever it is those loans wasn't doing enough but i needed loans. y'all <laughs> to really get better moans like i was very upset at the type of moans that y'all were doing that y'all thought that people would like which really had me asking questions like are people moaning just to sound like they're sexy because this shit ain't sexy. This shit is far from sexy. So, yes. Yeah. And then the fact that people were coming in to add money on top of the $100. Like, I'll give 200 on top of that for the best moan. That was happening in that was happening it was this dark year. Times. I said, I said, all y'all niggas going to hell. That's crazy. Oh my god! <laughs> it was, and it was also for me. Like what I loved about Clubhouse is like just also the African American urge to tweet what was happening mm-hmm, in the Clubhouse because mm-hmm. like they never asked us to. That's not the rule. Not but that was the only way I would know when things were happening. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't, if it wasn't being tweeted about, I wouldn't then get on the app to find out what was happening. Exactly. So, Shout out to everybody who tweeted that Lakeith was in there moaning because I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Yo, and, I was... saw, and then I heard it from myself. And I said, wow. I can't okay. believe that was a thing. Oh, oh, a day to truly mark in history. Mm-hmm. To me, I think if I had to pick all the top days on the internet, mine would definitely be that when Portia Williams of Real Housewives of Atlanta stole Fallon's husband and everyone on the internet became a Pulitzer Prize winning investigator because we were on all confused. Platforms. Portia had the nerve to post a picture of her, Simon, and Dennis. Like, it wasn't, with no context. <laughs> like, it, with like, like, it wasn't gonna start the rapture no. around the world. This is like the, it, that, that TikTok thing that's like, it's me, am I the drama? Yeah. I, I must be the drama. Am I the drama? It's like Portia go because she outed herself. It wasn't even like it was a tabloid, nothing. She literally chose, actively chose <laughs> to do this. And I still don't know why. Yo. I'm still confused because the problem is, is that the season had just ended. So like we had just, like time, obviously they film it and then yes. it gets edited yeah. and it goes out and time passes. But even when you calculate that time, we all sitting out. Portia, we just saw, Fallon came on this show, the show this season you was in that woman's house. We watched her introduce you to her husband. We watched y'all drink Duce and have hookah in their pool. We all had a little Halloween party. Watched her run around the house. Also, those of y'all who was captioning that, Portia trying to figure out how she was going to change the tiles. <laughs> going to hell. Because that shit was funny. But you going to post that woman's husband before the divorce is final. You know, my only, I had tons of issues with this, yes, but my number one issue was that Portia didn't think about her fans, okay? (laughs) Those that ride for P-Baby, and I ride for Portia. We were fighting for our fucking lives that day. You hear me? I had no answer. I don't understand this. And I was so upset that I could not argue about it. Like, I was like, girl, they lighten your ass up. And I got, I ain't got no ammo. I don't have nothing for and it, you. And and the thing was that they was lighting it up with receipts. Mm. People were in the room mm. pulling up divorce files, mm. legal court documents, mm. receipts on dinner dates, stamps on pictures. Sylvia, like, they had real lawyers in the clubhouse. Clubhouse room. 
the Bravo clubhouse room started a whole like Child. and you know what's bad when the whites are involved mm-hmm. the whites were involved they was in there <laughs> we was we had Portia in the corner law bitch and I and she won't even dare to defend herself mm-hmm. because it was really no defense because even at the end of the day yeah. if you know her Fallon and Simon were separated you met this man through his wife yeah and just off the GP of that you gotta let Fallon run a fade if she wants. She gets, she get, and it was hard for me to admit that somebody who I enjoy deserved to get a fade run on her if, in fact, this was true. I mean, you could continue on after that. Like, hey, if it was worth it, if you like the private jet was worth it, we can fight. Yeah. We can fight one good time. I understand. I'm gonna keep on going. And then she left the housewives, so we don't even get a chance to hold her to the stake about it. She ain't slick. Fortress, mm-hmm. I'm taking my money and I'm out. Damn, Jesus! That was that was that was the top day on the internet for me. What a moment! And also, Megan the Stallion, my uh, girl, graduated college. Okay, what HBCU grad? HBCU grad. I am so that I'm so proud. So proud. I'm so, so mad proud. I didn't watch it in real time. I got to watch it on Twitter. Um, because I did want to watch it. For sharing the stream, I love that she shared the stream. She was like, "Here's the stream if y'all want to watch." <laughs> and we did. We really we did. did. I the stream broke. It. I said, "I don't know why she gave out that stream." Like Texas Southern had the bandwidth for all her fans. They shut that shit down. I know people who had real cousins graduating that day was pissed. Tight. <laughs> like, well, listen. Like, we all cousins, uh, all of us, of Megan Style, of Megan Thee Stallion. So, girl, Megan Pete that day, but Megan Pete, and she got her science, like her pharmacy degree, something in yes, drug sciences, right. something pharmaceutical sciences. I said, "Now Megan gonna come up with the vaccine, I know. save us, <laughs> do something, girl, please, <laughs> give us the hottie booster. I want the hottie booster." Yeah, so I yeah, I, I'm so proud of her. That was a great moment, too, to watch all of yeah, us she's... just pour into her, too. That was really dope to watch. And okay, now it's time to switch gears since we're already heading that way to some of our favorite albums and songs of the year. Let's start with albums. Sylvia, please. Okay, so... Brief shout out to Jasmine's Hotel. I mean, we have talked about that album ta- in length. Girl episodes full episodes okay y'all know we love it on it was like my top song of the year apparently according to spotify and apple music so like girl like me as well like pick up all of it it was there it It was was my top album on spotify absolutely 100 so yes definitely my favorite both of our favorite Mm -hmm. albums that came out this year Mm -hmm. we love you jasmine moving on because albums we haven't talked about. Well, we talked about Adele's 30 a little bit. A so little, I'm not going to spend too much time there. I'm going to name a little, a little bit. A little bit. But Adele's 30, obviously mm-hmm. masterpiece. Mm-hmm. My favorite. I think, I mean, like, Adele has given us such solid albums with 19 and 21. I think we all had, like, it's split about whose favorite is what. But, like, 30 is the first one to rival 21 for me. And, and I have still listened to it. She took the time she took and came back with the quality for Mm -hmm. sure. And we have shared the songs we love from that one already. I would like to add also to my list, Summer Walker is still over it. 100%. Because Sis is still over it. Mm -hmm. And I love that she named it that. Like, I can't wait for Too Fast, Too Over It. Um, I can't wait for (laughs) the Over It 5. (laughs) I can't wait for uh, yeah. Still Over Atlanta Drift. 
Like I <laughs> Yo, she's going because she gonna cause she gonna keep making it. I feel like Summer Walker is trending every other day because of a nigga pissing her off yes. and so I feel like the content will continue. But the girl makes good music out of it, so she can keep going. These songs, still over it has me like I'm happy and I'm fine. And you can't tell me I was looking for a baby daddy to curse out mm-hmm. for the whole album because it just she's so good at capturing those nuanced feelings. And there's obviously the shade room shows us every day. There's a whole audience there who needs these songs, mm-hmm. you know, like insane, um, unloyal with Ari, fanta- fantastic song, um, circus, um, the one with Omarion, all like even over it, the one, uh, the fourth baby mama where she attacked this man's whole mm-hmm. mother and family and child and everything child, like Summer Walker is a lot of things, but what you will never be able to say is that her voice is not. Nope. It's there, and the fact that she did it all over his beats that he gave her prior to them breaking up. Yep. The cherry on top. <laughs> Shout out to all the other producers and writers involved. Like I know Sean Garrett was on there. I know um, I think Brian Michael Cox probably did a couple songs and like, stuff like that. But um, such a good album. Definitely my my favorite R and B album after Hotels from this year. And my third, the third album I will name. Certified lover boy Drake because he can't keep getting away with this, but he does. <laughs> I have a problem. I don't know, y'all, because it's not it's not my favorite Drake album, no. Mm-hmm. But even when Drake puts out an album that's not my favorite Drake album, it's still one of my favorite albums of the year. And that could have to be with the lack of albums that I like came out this year. I do feel like I was like there. I there were like a solid six seven albums i really enjoyed this year but i definitely feel like it was not like one of those years where i'm like this was a year of albums right so like i don't think it was a hard year for clb to do well but also he gave us like 18 tr- right well, also I mean, I mean we all anticipate drake it, it really doesn't matter it's a, it doesn't like matter. i mean he's like the, if you like the recipe i think the debate about drake is that he keeps putting out the same kind of music but if you love the kind of music say, then you're constantly being fed if it isn't broke don't fix it like there's no reason so drake says i have a formula the formula works it still tastes good the recipe still tastes good it works they're eating it they're drinking it doesn't matter the bitches love so i'm gonna continue to do what i do my pick for album i think i i have one really like i'm gonna name some i'm gonna name another and all that but i have one that single-handedly shut my Apple Music the fuck down. And that was mm. Tyler the Creator, Call Me If You Get Lost. Oh, yeah. I think half of it is shock. The other half is me being just so happy and proud for this man. Like, first of all, I feel like everyone has been tapping into some nostalgia when it comes to like music and movies and things like that. And the fact that Tyler the Creator opened that album up with DJ DJ Drama, who is one of my favorite mixtape era dudes ever, to ever grace the world, ever. Uh, Gangsta Grills is just something that is attached to me for the rest of my life. Mm. So I immediately, my jaw dropped. I think it was just surprising. I was just happy. And then the beats were undeniable. I mean, the song placements on the album were fucking seamless. Uh... I am comfortable with saying that Call Me If You Get Lost is 
a classic to and, and not to me a classic in hip-hop i love that album and i understand that you're gonna say time will tell i did time will tell already time did tell <laughs> I, and it's still good no, you did the math. Time did tell. <laughs> and me me and Tom had a discussion. And trust me, Tom said, bitch, this album ain't going nowhere. And it's not. I'm also very happy because in the beginning, um, I often felt like Tyler, Tyler, the creator, you know, and I missed each other when it came to his earlier releases. Um, yes, I loved his voice and I loved his flow, but I never understood his subject matter. And I think once that decided, when that changed and he grew up a little bit, I finally felt like we caught each other. So I was like, okay, mm. now this is more of a me thing. Like, mm. we can hang out now. Like, we are cool, we you know. We can hang out. He's old enough. <laughs> Every fucking song is something for me. I was going to ask, what's your favorite? Everything. Lumberjack, what's your name? Um, uh, Manifesto. Yes, Sweet. Oh, my God. I thought you wanted to dance. Is I listen to Sweet daily. Mm, I listen to it every mm, day. Mm, it's so good in the car. Mm, 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 mm. It's it's a good car album. Juggernaut, fucking fire, little Uzi Vert and Pharrell Williams. Like, mm. uh, I love it. I think they gave Wilshire one of the time. I think I, that was New York Times's pick. Oh yeah, um, one because he's telling all his motherfucking business in that song. But it's like a narrative. It's hard. He's yeah. like a whole. He painting the whole story. It now. is. It's a story. I get it. What he told us, and I, I like that it. it's cute. I let it rock, but it's, it's, I'm like, girl, I don't care. But other than that, like, <laughs> I look Corso, tough, tough. And I still listen to that album probably once a week, maybe a few songs, maybe the whole album. I would just let it rock, and I can do that. And I feel like I'll be able to do that for the rest of my life. So it is a classic to me. Shout out to Tyler, the creator. The other album. Um, is J. Cole, The Off Season. The girls and boys were on fire when this came out. I, too, was on fire. Great album. Everybody loves it. Some people will say it's J. Cole's best album. I ain't going to say all that, but I will say <laughs> it's one of the better albums that came out recently for J. Cole. So yeah. take that. I think it put his, I think there's a lot of people who, who I know don't, tend to like J. Cole who were respecting right. this album. Right. And I feel like, like he started he did more features. He started to let loose with this beat selection shit. Like he he wanted he just loosened the reins a little bit and let other people be involved in this project. And mm-hmm. so that is, you know, asking for help. Look what you well look what it can it do. Helps. You know, it helps, it helps. Cole. <laughs> so I'm just even though I know we could do it, you could do it yourself because as a J. Cole, don't stop. We, we okay, we, we know. No features. No features. Okay, I'm about to say the girls know. But know. I'm happy that you got to do something different. And so that was great to watch. So that's uh, all I'm asking for. Let's talk about songs. Yes. Yeah, so yes, while there were some great albums, there were a few singles that we enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Thames. Can we talk about Thames and how Thames Ooh, came through? Crazy Thames. She gave us a little EP. It was cute, but my her song "Found" with Brent Fires. Mm. People know we try to. Yeah, I don't, like her voices. She has such a. She's one of those people who like when I heard her, and then when I saw her. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. her voice is so unique. Mm-hmm. And it's like its own instrument. The tone, the sound is like nothing I've ever heard coming from, like, 
a woman and mm-hmm. i'm just like she is so i love that i love when women come in with these like super unique just voices and like i think she definitely has that tone that i just love it it's all her own and um that song with that with brent it's like every now and then a song come out where it's like got a little sprinkle of crack in it found is that for me mm-hmm. where it's like i love this song and brent has never sounded better i feel like brent has been whatever in the lab getting his vocal strength lessons going because mm-hmm. i feel like i really enjoyed him on that track as well i am a big brent fias fan but i really felt like he sounded really good on that track and i just love the it's just so airy and light and all of those things so i love thames is found and shout out to her whole ep um and shout out to her for finding independence and success post essence because a lot of people yeah forgetting to include that she was on the essence track with um with kid and mm-hmm. So I'm really excited sure. to see her career take its own. Was that form. this year or was that last year when Essence had? So es- Essence came out in 2020, but it had the niggas lit on lock. During it came the out summer, this year, like oh my god, baby, Essence is the song of the summer. Let's be clear, it came out last year. That's why technically I don't have it on my list because I am one of those people who remind y'all that that album came out in October of Mm -hmm, 2020. mm -hmm. But sure, I'm glad everybody loved it in 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, Essence is, is that song got cracking it everywhere you go, everywhere you be at. That's not even the best song on the album. My favorite on that album is True Love. My favorite is Blessed. I might be rough around the edge, baby. Yes. Yes, that's a good one. And another song, so speaking of Brent, Gravity, and speaking of Brent and Tyler, the creator, mm-hmm. I love Gravity. Don't act like I'm average, because I'm not. You know, mm. like, that's not how the song goes. That's what I said. Okay. But <laughs> I'm like, genius. Yeah, I, I, I got to check I genius I, for these lyrics. I know I, I switched it up on purpose, y'all. I know how it go. But I, I thought that was a fun collaboration that came out of nowhere. I think Tyler let out a lot of his Lucy's once he figured out what was not going to make the album. And I feel like we were hearing those songs like on a lot of different places, and I think Gravity felt like one of those. Um, and I think I would be remiss to not shout out Giveon this year. I think he had a Which huge song is year. This? And still your um, best, still your best. It's the one where he's talking shit to his ex. Like I'm still your best. Make oh, still just like that, just like that. Okay, just, just like that. Still best. Yeah. I don't want you. Though. Yes. Want you yes. Giveon had himself a fucking year. You hear me? He said you thought you thought Chicago freestyle was gonna be it, Mm-mm. but no, baby, I'm about to break put him on that two thirty. Can you? And Giveon was out, and I think he even he was still on even the CLB. But yes, Giveon had a huge year. Shout out to that whole team over at Epic, including our girl Ayana. Yes, um, Yanisha. Y- Yanisha. Okay, how about you, Scotty? Now, because I gave, because I said the album of my year was Tyler Creator, I had to include some women that gave me songs of the year. And I am not the poppy bitch. I don't like pop like that. But yeah, Doja Cat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Doja mm-hmm. Kitty Cat. Talk about your Libra sister. When she dropped that Kiss Me More song with SZA, when I tell you, I wouldn't let off the repeat button. There is no way. I kept repeating the song. I love that song. First of all, SZA is so good for a verse that will fuck you up. Like, 
You will have to read the lyrics, of course, because my homegirl sometimes, I'll be like, what the fuck you saying? What you said? But when you find out what she says, she's yeah. super dis- disrespectful. I hate, I hate you. I hate like, you. fucking with you feel like jailed, nigga. Like, SZA is a different breed. Like, she, I love her pen. I love her pen. But she got a lot of heat. So much heat. But that song is really one that I can't, like, as soon as we get off this, Recording, I think I'm going to play it because it's just that it's bubbly. Bubbly is cute. Kiss me, mom. And Doja Cat just knows she ha- talk about a formula. The girl has formulas, and she uses each and every one of them. And we don't even she has more. And I'm sorry, I'm sure in stock she has so much more. She could cook up some more. Like the girl is very talented, and I'm happy that we're getting mm. to a place where we're like. Fuck it. The girl is ta- talent. Listen, yes, past is the past and it happened. But the girl has talent. And I enjoy that she song is. very much. Another song, Bia. Whole lot of money in this motherfucker. Yes. Boop, boop. When I see Bia, Bia. Bia, Bia. Like, <laughs> yes, I know the girl will give us nothing during her performance, but I know that song, the song. Is fire and also the project is great. Like, I'm very impressed. I I love that song. I'll re I'll replay that song. There's another song too that I really love from her. Um, but check out her project because it's really great. Like I I have a great time listening to it. You will want to get dressed to it. You will want to like you know cook cool. or do things like it's a very. I haven't listened to it. I'll yes, to it's a very like time. you know what bitch like get up. Let's let's do something like you that bitch kind of song. And then we have my white choice. You know, I have. That's your white choice. Yes. Your, your diversity. Uh, yes. Your affirmative action. Affirmative action <laughs> choice. <laughs> and that is Yeba. That girl, Yeba. Now, mm-hmm. some of y'all may have met her on CLB. Drake's album. Drake's album. I'm one of those people. I yes. Am. I met her. I was introduced to her on PJ Morton's album. Uh, and I was like, who the fuck is singing like this? She has a song called Boomerang that I cannot stop playing. It's so fresh. She has a great voice that is, it, yeah. it, it's so soulful. I love it. I love her. I love her project that she has out. And I love that song, Boomerang. She also has a song with Smino that's really good. So the girl is working, okay? And she's putting that yeah. voice to work. And I love it. Yeah. So I love her interlude on CLB. Um, Yabba's Heartbreak. Yeah. One of my favorite songs on that one. Yeah. Now, the moment I'm sure Netflix has been waiting for. I'm sure. <laughs> Let's talk about the best movies and TV shows of the year. Mm-hmm. Let's start with movies because it's going to be shorter. Because okay. Y'all, gir- your girls have not been in the theater like that still in 2021. Girls was waiting for was that good. thing to come on streaming. <laughs> we still waiting for some things to come on streaming. So, um, first things first, the best movie of the year, <laughs> The Heart of They Fall. I'm crying at this clap. <laughs> and <laughs> I've already decided that it's The Heart of They Fall. Um, great fucking movie. I, I've already talked about it in, in you know, podcasts before, but the excellence is really just flawless like I I don't have anything else to say about that movie 
I'm so proud of James Samuel, who really put his toe, his foot in this movie and, and kept it for years, had it for years. So I'm mm-hmm. so proud of that production. I love it. I will always watch it. I'm on like my fifth watch already, sixth watch. Can we say classic? Maybe. I don't know. Classic to me, but we'll wait. Yes, um, I hear you. The Heart They Fall is definitely one of my favorites this year. The only other movie that has my on the tip of my tongue for best of the year and I think would like to have a word is the other Lakeith Stanfield movie, The Black Messiah. Yes. Because I am a revolutionary. A revolutionary. Yes. And that shit did, did come out this year. I know it may feel like it didn't. I know. I know. <laughs> that, that was But that was too. this year. It was at the top of the year. And Daniel Kaluuya did what he does. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's act. He became Fred Hampton. He said, the haters, I got something for y'all. And it's called this performance. And I'm going to give it. And, and Dominique to, um, Fishback. Dominique, yeah. Yeah. Dominique Fishback was my favorite performance of that movie. Please give Sis all the things. I've been seeing her in more things already, and I'm very excited about it. I'm very, very mad at how my girl was robbed at award season, but tends to be the case, as always. always. But she is one of my new favorite performers of this year. If I had to give a performance award for 2021, I would give it to Dominique Fishback. Like, best new My girl works. My girl works. She works. My girl works. Another great movie. Another great movie that had me crying like a baby. Boo the fuck hoing. You hear me? The story of Serena Williams and Venus Williams. The origin story. I truly, you know, again, I know this is Will Smith's movie. I get it. But let's just... (laughs) Really give Anjanu Ellis her flowers, please. Baby, talk about her. Talk and, about and her. Again, she continues. To just she continues. Every single How time. is she not Serena's mom now? Like, Every that's what I'm saying. Every time I see real mom, I'm like, but who's that? But who's that? Because Anjanu, she ain't birthed Serena. Like, and I. Venus and I, the other seven. And the, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You had to add the other seven. All right. There's a lot of them girls. There's, There's a, lot a lot of them, them girls, but that movie was... And shout out to Will Smith, even though... Yes, shout out to Will. I think Will is his best sometimes when he's being like... I think when I think of my favorite Will Smith acting-wise movies, not fun. Like, I have my fun favorites, but like Ali, The Pursuit of Happiness. I Am best, Legend. I like. It's like... Well, I'm thinking of biopics. Oh, biopics. I'm, I'm, I'm like, that's like, you like serious ones. No, well, yeah. no, I guess I was saying what I was saying was that like I think a lot of the times he, he gives his best performances when he's emulating somebody, and I think he's so good at that. And I think it's hard sometimes for a a star of his nature to be able to become somebody else. A lot of people struggle with that. Like it's like all you see is Will Smith, despite the fact that it's not him playing him. And like I think he's good at becoming the characters he plays he in a really good way. And um, for me, King Richard was such an emotional watch just because. After spending so much time with um, Venus and talking to her mm-hmm. prior to watching the movie, I was just so emotionally attached to their story. Mm-hmm. And like to hear for somebody to hear somebody talk to you about their beginning, and then to see it portrayed in a movie immediately after, mm-hmm. it just was such an emotional experience. And that little girl, shout out to the girls who played oh, yes. Venus. 
and Serena, but especially the one who played the young woman who played Venus. Like so much of the movie was about Venus's career because she's the one who started, who started it, off. it off. And I right. think what was so beautiful was seeing the sacrifice that that full family made and how they manifested this for themselves. They did this mm-hmm. for themselves mm-hmm. and it was knowing what came after the movie mm-hmm. that made what happened during the movie so emotional mm-hmm. because it's like it, it happened. All the things he was saying that everybody thought he was crazy for saying, you're watching now like, but they did that shit. Right. And that nigga knew they was going to do that shit. Like, it's crazy. And then I must add, never in my life have I cried over some braids. When I what saw her walk out with them beads. I cried like a baby. Yes. I love that they chose to highlight that. And even the moment where her mom was doing her hair prior. Yeah. I love that they made sure to make. Because they got a lot of heat about them fucking braids. I remember. Yeah. And that's why it's so powerful. They gave them a lot of shit. The choice to be who you are. Let's go TV shows next. Snowfall. Uh-huh. I would also love to put into the committee Love Life Season 2. Oh, yes, guys. They, on HBO. <laughs> yes. Well, starring William Jackson Harper, mm-hmm. who a lot of people love from The Good Place. It was so fun to see him in this romantic comedy kind of role. Yes. Because I feel like he really gave representation to the awkward black boys out there. Yes. The, the slut, like the little corny black boys we be talking about that mm-hmm, make good men. Mm-hmm. Like this was them. This was their time. Usually you have to be a heartthrob. You gotta right. be Idris. Right. Michael. Um, what's Denzel's son? Him. Mm-hmm. Or Denzel himself. Looking like that to, to get to play a black romantic lead as a man. But here came William with his lanky Kind of nerdy, yes. you know, kind of unassured, but he has his own little thing little, to him if you give him time. You know, he got his own little genesis. Yeah, he got a little razzle dazzle that you I know, see. Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, okay. And I feel like he gave a lot of representation to those type of black men. And I love that we got to watch him go on this journey. I'm obsessed with love life as a concept, like the way the show operates. Unlike a lot of blacks, I watched season one with Anna Kendrick when it first came I out. I am blacks. It's me, blacks. <laughs> No, but you're not alone. There's a lot of y'all who didn't know that this show existed mm-hmm. prior to this season. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was the first, I think it was actually the first original content HBO put out. Because I remember when they started, I, I watched the first season in the thick of the lockdown on my phone because I didn't have the app on my TV yet. And I just, the way, for those of you guys who don't know, the way Love Life is set up is that each episode is a different partner romantic interest partner or somebody in their life and it kind of moves their lives in that chapter of their journey to find the one and their person in some way and this cast had it was a great spinoff of this first season a whole new set of cast jessica williams playing mia hines um my favorite character punky yes, johnson God, who played Jesus. his sister oh she played was his a, sister she was great. and she was fucking hilarious and genius and just the perfect like just the perfect and she's um she's a lesbian in the movie i mean in the show but i love that the black like her family it wasn't a thing like i feel like it was so great to see a black queer uh female queer character able to just be herself and then not be a part of the Mm storyline like everybody was just accepting of it and and they cast the black on viv janet herbert is out of exile playing his mama. Yes. Donna Watkins. I was, I know a lot of y'all screamed like I did when she popped out the house because we ain't Happy. seen Dark Skin and Viv 
in forever. I guess Will Smith kept on his promise about lifting the band after the Fresh Prince reunion when they had a heart to heart. Right. <laughs> because it was so, she's so happy to see her play a mom. And his dad was a very attractive older black man. Very much Can I so. say, yeah, remember the episode when they went to the little book awards and they was both walking in their suits? Across the room. Who? Like, yes. I, I, I said, I said, his daddy kind of fine. Mm-hmm. His daddy kind of fine. But his best friend. I'm about to say, also. this is who. That's, let me just his tell you something. Friend. I love this whole, this whole series. But what mm-hmm. truly made this series was the best friend. And I've, I'm, I don't know his name. But when I say I laughed so hard. <laughs> anytime he said anything because the way that he says it is it's first of all it's so sarcastic it's dry it's fucking funny sometimes with love shows i'd be like oh my god like this shit is so mm-hmm. sappy it's so no it's actually real and to see him go through that and the human emotion of dating these different women and going through these this roller coaster on a ma- with a male perspective is pretty all right. Like I would like to see that more because I don't it was see it enough to see their vulnerability. Right, and his name is the comedian is named CP. Um, CP. He who he plays Yogi, the best friend Yogi, who was very much like a black Yogi Yoda. Yes. Like he gave the best funniest advice when he was like, "Go home to your wife," or when he was like, "This is why I be home with my kids." Yogi be home with his kids. You understand? He be home with his kids. That he said, nigga. "I don't, I don't got time mm. for the streets." He's the, you know that 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 thread bud, which I think I'm remiss that we did not mention during the internet segment um, about bud. You don't want to be in the streets, bud. Oh Last yeah, 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 yeah. In the streets. yeah. And what were they mm-hmm. were now, bud? That's what Yogi was as a person. He was that correct, Yo, that <laughs> trying to tell Marcus the whole time, like bud. Who's you just come back on the streets if you want to. Very it's real. Out here. Very real. Like, <laughs> um, Ted Lasso. Ooh, heartwarming content. We need more heartwarming <laughs> things. More things that make us. And you know what? You know what really shows how dark I am or the PTSD in me? Every episode, I thought somebody was going to die. I was like, I'm liking somebody too much. Somebody's about to die. I'm, I like this person too much. Somebody's going to die. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's going to do something. She's probably going to kill him. I'm like, Diani. I'm crying. And sometimes they could just not. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes being kind does work. Sometimes that works out for you. So I, I think shout that out that to beautiful. them for knowing that we need that, that, Yo, that ray of light in this dark ass time. I am dark baby. as fuck. That, t- that, okay. that will show your true colors right there. <laughs> You kept you keep looking for something to happen. I was scared like, to no, like somebody busy. too much. I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to like this person because they're gonna die next episode. How they gonna die, Deanna? Like they're on a soccer team. Like this is a. <laughs> why are you doing this? And they do it in a way that it's still entertaining. It's not boring. Yeah. It doesn't feel like kid content or whatever else. Like it's good stuff, and yeah. it just kind of reminds you about like it's almost like a little life lesson in every story. Like that it just reminds you and makes you want to be a better person yeah i think it's rare that a show makes me want to try to be better right kindness works Mm. like we don't get reminded that a lot like being kind does pay off the next show is my show i fuck with this show yep of course it is everything goes wrong in this one what is happiness i don't know her that's what she does find it at the end (laughs) and then (laughs) 
bitch. Guys, it's made. If you haven't watched uh, Made yet, girl, go and watch it. Um, I go think on the net to the flicks right now. Right, I am very attached to this film simply because sometimes it reminds me of my mother and I's like relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, me being the baby and her being the lead uh, woman. Mom. Yeah, the mom. Because mm-hmm. um, there's two moms on there, so they're like, "What? Your yeah. mom? Yeah." So no, not that one. It was uh, me being the baby. Oh, good point. Yeah, good point. So uh, I just I absolutely love this this. What is it? Film? It's a film. No, it's a, it's show. a show. Sorry, it's a show. It's I absolutely a love this show. Um, binged it in a day. Really, that's wild. Binged it in a me. day. After watching it, to take in that much at one I know, sitting, I know, I know, it's I know, wild. I, know. I feel like that's mad toxic. I had to spare that bitch out. I said, I am sad. You hear me? I don't know how you watch that shit. When I day. say I cried like nobody, well, well, what else were you gonna do? I know, Scotty. I know. <laughs> I know that's the problem. But, you, but shout out to Anika Noni Rose, who yes. was a, who was a, just a bright star. Gave the monologue of the year. You hear me on the, that show um, under the kitchen table? Yes, at the Thanksgiving. Yes, didn't okay, even yep, didn't yep. even realize homegirl was wearing her cardigan. Went her cashmere. Off. I think that what I love about this show too is that while it was heavy. I only watched it because Scotty made me. And the whole yes, time I, I was cursing Scotty out mm-hmm. internally, I was like, I hate her. Is It's good because it it, brings, it sheds light to a lot of poverty issues, a lot of single mother issues, a lot of domestic issues. That, domestic violence. And how the system yeah. keeps us here. Yeah. And I love how it highlighted how it's systematic. I think a lot of times we talk about systematic issues, mm-hmm. but shows don't get to always clearly illustrate how it's systematic. And May does a really excellent job of that. And fun fact that I know, because I love when we get a little taste of Scotty Don't Know White People Corner. Oh, I love this Andy one, McDowell, who plays the mom. Is real. Is re- yes. It's her real life mom. Yes, it is. Of the girl who, it's a, their real life mother and yes, daughter, Margaret Polly and Andy McDowell. That's my favorite Colin little white Alex. fact. I love that fact. You know, look at Scotty, I love y'all. that fact. When I like a white show, I'm a I'm gonna look them up and say, oh, I like these people. Um, speaking of but speaking of Caucasians and their chaos, mm-hmm. but on the very opposite end of the capitalistic scale, obviously we have Succession. Yes, yes the best shit on TV. Three years running. God damn these white rich people, y'all. I just, every time, it's just, Succession is really a show about family trauma, and every season it just makes it clearer and clearer. <laughs> like, they're rich, but it's like family trauma, but rich people. Mm. And it's just wild to see every year we get deeper and deeper into how fucked up the Roy family really is. Mm. And for those of you who know, I think from what I love every season is that, like, you, you, you have the inherent thing when you watch a TV show to try to pick a character you like. But what I think Succession is great at is that anytime you can't really like anybody for long because they're all terrible. Mm-hmm. And they do a good job of reminding you that we do not like these kind of people in real life, y'all. Oh. You might find these characters endearing, but eventually, like, they're still who they are at the end of the day. And we hate everything that they stand for who they are. And they're all so twisted and they don't care about each other. They stab everybody in the back, child. It is, but it's like Game of Thrones in the modern era. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Scotty doesn't watch it. Y'all, please continue to bully her online with me so that we can get her to watch it. Yeah, I'm going I'm in, in time for season four. It's like, it's just really just so, it's like 
family mess. In the same way we can enjoy white reality shows because we don't care enough. Like, it's that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like Soul Food if they was rich. And <laughs> it's like, you know, it had a, and, and the empire was what they was fighting over versus the money and the TV in the back of Big Mama house. Look at the, like, look at the just, vast difference. <laughs> Let's just really discuss. The family but, almost broke up over money in the TV, child. <laughs> All right, go ahead. But, but no, but Succession is excellent. I will say that this season did start off. It started off kick. It was slow in the middle, but them last three episodes, Succession is good for that. It'll be like, all right, okay, this season's all right. It's cool. Then they fucked you up in the last three episodes, and you ain't see it coming, and there's betrayal, there's shock, there's intrigue, <laughs> there's revenge, and I'm pretty sure we're going to get a Gone Girl season that coming up with Shiv next, so I really want Sky to I watch it because we love Girl. Gone Girl. Yes, we do. And she coming in for that level of white woman revenge, I feel like, in the next season. Yes, yes, Because yes. their parents and everybody has screwed the kids over, and their family united, and I am excited to see what happens next so yeah. shout out to all them whites on that show i don't know their names in real life um but cousin greg and tom and them and shiv and kendall oh and my favorite Colkin, the one who plays uh, the brother on this yes. one great writing some of the best writing on television some of the best dialogue i what i can go from screaming awkward laughing to screaming shock like in 15 minutes flat fucking love succession so sad it's over I have to wait another year for the next season, but definitely on my top list. And it should be on yours too. Okay, bye. So when we're talking about excellent writing, my God, we have to talk about this show, Southside. Guys, I haven't laughed this hard watching a show since The Office. I'm going to be very real with you. Since The Office. This is about a pair of recent community college graduates um, who look to become entrepreneurs in Chicago's South Side? It's very, it's giving very much so your cousin with always a side hustle. Like, nigga, what are you doing now? Like, what you got going on? Every Thanksgiving, they got every every time they selling <laughs> tires or they doing something new with this lip gloss they just found out about or fat tummy tea or something else that they Not are. They are <laughs> advocating for. So. <laughs> This show is top-notch hilarious. When I say, I mean, like, scream laughing. No, it's funny. It's fucking funny. So I implore, if you want joy, for real, and they go there, there. like, with the black shit, this is an all-black cast, by the way. I think they have, um, they probably have one white person that we see probably once every three episodes, which is amazing. So... I definitely hope that all of y'all just watch this show. It's fucking hilarious. Chance the Rapper is in this. He's really a comedian. We really need to talk he about show, it. He gets to we show need his to. funny side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, we can really talk about it. The boy don't have to do music anymore. We could get this boy right into <laughs> acting because he's also very funny. So the writing in it is just A1, the storytelling it's just, it's out of this world. I really do enjoy it. And I hope it continues. Like, I hope it has many, many more seasons. But please watch it if you can while you are at home, you know, locking it down in your house. This is something that you could watch and literally laugh for hours straight, for real. And I don't be laughing like that. This shit is funny. 
it's gotta be really funny then yeah. So yeah i think that i mean there's a lot of good tv we definitely watch more tv than movies but these were some of our favorites i think we would be remiss to not mention that yes 2021 is the last year of insecure um oh, Jesus. at the time of the taping of this Help episode me. the finale has not happened yet so we really didn't feel confident enough to say if we would place this particular season on our list but i will say this week's episode was the best of the season so far. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And that would be, that would be, just so you guys know, timeline-wise, we're talking about the preeminent episode, Tiffany and Derek's going away party, where Lawrence showed his ass, <laughs> and Nathan and him, and everybody got together. And I just love the Insecure episodes where everybody comes together. Love it. In one spot. Love it. So those are good times. And shout out to my toxic and girls who thought that shit was sexy when uh, Nathan had, yeah, Nathan had popped off like that, and you know... He said, I'm calm, but I cannot. He said, but I could go up. But I could go said, up. I'm calm, but I could go up. Go up then, sweetheart. In his deep voice. Go up y'all, then. What's wrong with y'all you? Y'all all need Stop therapy. <laughs> <laughs> y'all all need therapy. Said, no, we was having a conversation. I said, the shit. The only couple you should want to be in that scenario in this episode is Molly, Molly and Torian. And high as hell on the edibles. That's very true. Best live and That's very true. Everybody else is going through a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think as a wise person was said to wrap it up because we do not know, like I said, how this series will end. I'll probably be pissed by the time this episode airs. But Issa, choose yourself, you're girl. Talking about the, Issa, choose yourself. Issa, that is the vote we are sticking yourself. with. And I just think I'm shocked that the one thing I didn't think they were going to be able to do this season, which was find Molly a man that quickly in one left with one season left, is the one thing that did happen. Right, and also make and me like Molly a lot more. Like, yeah, I was pissed at her last work. season, so Ooh, this was great. I, I think they took it easy on Molly for a reason. They sure they did. Molly, we gave you, we gave you a rough. <laughs> Oh, right. I know Yvonne went in there making Mo- demands. Hello? She went to contract negotiations like, y'all will not. Because we I will was not. in there looking for Molly, okay? Um, Listen, but, yeah, but okay. So. Okay, guys. So this isn't only the last show of the year, but it's also our last show of the season. It is. Mama's knees breaks, y'all. We tired. We tired, child. We tired, boss. So... I, you know, we could talk about some possible reflections of the season and lessons that we've learned. There's a lot of uncertainty with 2022, so we don't want to leave you guys on edge. We will be coming back. Yes, we will be coming back. We just need a break. Can so we're not going to be coming back right at the top. We just need, I know y'all be like, bitch, y'all only every other week. We, but, but we work every week. Even to make episodes that come out every other right. week. So, mama, we just need a little time off away from our equipment and just, you know, to live a little life. I'm about to say, podcasting, about. podcasting 101 should also, like, if you even podcast, I would hope that you take some time for yourself, experience life, be able to you reflect, think through things so that you have new perspectives on things, so that you'll be able to talk about fresh things. You know, you don't want to keep regurgitating the same shit over and over again girl we got to find a different perspective a fresher one so yes girl we got to live this life yes and all that and strategize about ways to make it great for you guys in season three and all of that absolutely um so follow you know look out on the announcements will come out about when we coming back on the strong black leads and all those things Mm -hmm. but in the meantime this season two was a joy 
I think we really got our, we were in our stride. I think if season one was about exploration and figuring out the kind of podcast we were and what we wanted to be in season two, I think we got our stride. Mm -hmm. I love that we came off the top. Popping. Zendaya. Was Zendaya at her peak, baby? Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, sis stays at her peak because even at the end of the year and we got Spider-Man's number one movie, um, Euphoria about to come back out. You like my girl works. Just stay working. Jesus. And so, um, and sis is in love now. So it's real, Sylvia? That's real. Her and Tom Holland. They're yes. really together. Oh, I don't They're know if really the together. if people were like, you know, doing that on Twitter, like doing funny shit. Oh no. But yes, Zendaya coming on to help us kick off the year, uh, the season two to me is like the best kickoff we could have asked for and hoped for. Oh, and sis don't do many podcasts. So I'm yes. really, I felt really proud that she came to do ours and that we could talk about real shit with her. And a lot of her fan base who, for those of you still listening, you know, y'all really, y'all are a fan base. Okay. I've never seen social. I've never been followed by more fan accounts that I did not know mm-hmm. than what we had today on this podcast. But um, a lot of you guys said it was the most comfortable you felt like she was able to feel in an interview and the blackest kind of interview she was able to. Mm -hmm. And like even just the most grown up, like we treated her like the grown up she is and the girl she is. And so like I loved that interview. It's definitely my favorite interview of the season and one of my favorite episodes of the season. But what's your favorite celebrity guest episode for you? I mean, child, do we really? Jasmine Sullivan. You know, okay, it was live and yes. we were able that to just fun. be in the same room, you know, all of us together and with our listeners and our, some of our listeners thought it was really dope to like do like even Jasmine, who showed up as herself and showed up so like honest. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Her being able to tell her story and tell us why she decided to tell her story. That was really nice. People really fucked with the episode. People really fucked with the interview that's on YouTube. Uh, So, yes, check it out. This, you know, when she did a little diddly, she did a little song or two. Baby, y'all have ripped that video and shared it across the land, posted your label on it. We see you. We see you. Just know. We see you. The girl. And all I know is that I know that I love that every time, no matter how many brands they put on, I hear my voice saying, you better sing in the mm-hmm, background mm-hmm, <laughs> when she mm-hmm. hits that run. Because but that's, that's how it. we know you guys like the content. When it starts to get stolen and post a child, you know you did well. So I think we are, we're very, as a team, we're very proud to be able to bring you guys that whole experience. That's and really, that's really That was nice. such a good combo. She was very, I think the combos are best when they're open. And I think one of my favorite episodes, non-related to a celebrity interview, was our colorism episode with Yaba Blay. I think, like to me, I love that episode because I think it chat like I think we felt like it was a big topic to take on, but mm-hmm. we found our way through it in a way that felt very real and personal to us in this podcast. And it seemed and and Yaba. Blay is such a brilliant She's a woman. brilliant woman. And I was so glad we got to experience her brilliance and just even the way she's able to help us break down and make sense of things that were so hard, especially privilege. Yeah. When it comes to like it, like light skin privilege or like male privilege or the things privileges within the black community that we may have over each other and why we have a hard time accepting them. I took a lot of lessons from that that I will carry with me. I absolutely love that. That body, the body episode for me the yeah. toughest thing yeah. I've ever had to do. So that was Maybe. that was really tough. And I love tough discussions because once it's done, I feel like 
we've helped so many people, including ourselves, but we've helped so many people have that discussion with themselves and actually think about how they see themselves and how they talk to themselves. So I really did, I enjoyed it at the end. During, I was like, yes. this is shit, was girl. Cool. I'm having a wow. time. We, it was the hardest thing. I felt like Usher in the beginning of Confessions. This is by far the hardest thing Mind I ever had you. to do. To tell yes. you with the woman I love. Because it was, like, I, it was it tough. Was, yes. But I still get, I I still get long DMs about it and yes. emails about it. And I still, you know, so I truly, it's one of those moments that I was like, okay, this served a purpose. And I'm very happy that it did. As much as you guys say we don't make you feel alone, you also don't make us feel alone. Feel alone. Exactly. So thank you for sharing your stuff with us. And I know there were so many. I tried to respond as many as I could. I'm sure there's some I didn't. But like, please know that we see you. All the time. And we love you every single time it happens. And please feel like, know that, that, that is, we will continue to be a safe space for you all in that way. Absolutely. When necessary. Yeah. Um, but what about New Year's Eve resolutions in general? Go ahead, Sylvia. I asked you that first. So you go ahead and you do yours first. I think these past couple of years has made it hard to feel like you can make a resolution because I feel so out of control about what life will allow me to do, actually. Somebody said, I'll change when the circumstances change, and I felt that meme. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, I think if I was to make any resolution for 2022, it would be to work on my ability to trust to trust in the things that I cannot control, to trust in the people who love me. I like to be in control. I like to have control of things. I know I trust God, but I think to trust God, then I also, the way I exercise that is to trust also the people he brings into my life to be good for me and to trust in good things. <sighs> so I think the word trust keeps ringing out for me because I realize there's a lot of things and a lot of love I won't be able to feel fully if I don't harness that ability to trust other people. And that's a life unlived. And I don't want to do that side of not trusting. Like, yes. I want to have the experience, Ooh. I want to have the memory, and I want to have the love. That's, that's something. <laughs> that's, you know, yes. That's something that I too will work on because I feel like still be looking at me like, bitch, I speak for us. Like, and I say we. I say we. Surprise! It's our resolution. I I do. I feel you one thousand trillion percent, Sylvia. One like when I say with all my my spirit, act yeah. absolutely. Um, that's so hard to do. Even like. <laughs> Even listening to you say it sometimes, yo, I yo, cringe. Yo, she closed her eyes yo, like I it can't. was a horror movie. Like, she stopped. Just, just, she just shut her eyes like the monster was coming into the house. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild to see happen in real time. All I saw was Sky's eyelashes against her oh cheekbones. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm so afraid of disappointment. It is absolutely earth-shattering to me. So, whoo, Sylvia. Yeah. I really, I was closing my eyes. So I was like, Ooh, my stomach just turned because that is tough. Well, it'll be a group project. <laughs> um, What's yours? What's yours? What's the one you're actually gonna do? No, I'm kidding. No, I am. I'm really. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm going to work. I am already working on it, but I think overall, I think I. I well, there's big. There are things like small things. I want to go to Jamaica 
Y'all better check me on this. I've been saying I've been wanting to go to Jamaica since 2018. I have not gone to Jamaica yet, okay? I'm going to Jamaica next year. <laughs> I am going to go. That is a resolution. For me, detailed things like that, mm. I can do. I can make for myself. Right. As far as lessons that are to be learned or things I have to work on, sometimes that goes when life goes, like when I'm just living life and I realize, oh, I have to I have to work on this. But it's not it's not a yearly thing. It's like a daily thing, you know, so. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's like for the next 365. Right, 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 right. But it's I, <laughs> like I do that. You know, I try to think of things like that every day. So I don't necessarily I guess I don't pour that much into those things. I try to say, OK, next year. I'm going to get my driver's license back, okay? Yeah. Like, I make those lists. Oh, please, God. <laughs> okay, I got to get my driver's license. I want to, and the last thing I want to do, I do want to help more black women. Because it's so general, there's so many things I want to do with that statement. And I mean, like, physically. Like, I want to provide a physical space. And I know that can't be done in a year. That maybe can be done in a few years. But I want to start doing that. I feel like, yes, I do a lot for my community, and but I, I need to do more. And I want to do more for black women. So I'm definitely going to put my foot forward with that and try to expand in that way. You know, there is nothing but space and opportunity in that area. Those are beautiful, good, and yeah, yeah, and tangible. And we will circle back this time next year and replay your voice right. and see how you did. Yeah, but guys, I'm going to Jamaica. All right, girl. Thank you. So that was beautiful. Those were great. <laughs> and before we go, before we end this supersized deluxe episode that you guys can parse out for the next month or so while we're away, um, we have to take a moment in remembrance. Of the great black heroes that we lost this year. We really want to pay homage. We lost so many great icons and legends. Um, there was just so much loss in 2021. So we wanted to do and take a moment to name a few. DMX, Michael K. Williams, Cicely Tyson, Virgil Abloh, Melvin Van Peebles, Biz Markey, Suzanne Douglas, Mary Wilson, and last but certainly not least, Bell Hooks. Bell Hooks is somebody who shaped so much of being Scotty's uh, feminist theory and just the way we look at love. I know All About Love has been such a guiding light book for me when it comes to figuring out and navigating my way through all versions of love, um, familial, romantic, self, all of those things. And she's like such a litany of quotes and all of those things. I think Scotty had one that she wanted us to share with y'all. Yeah. Dominator culture has tried to keep us all afraid to make us choose safety instead of risk, sameness instead of diversity. Moving through that fear, finding out what connects us, reveling in our differences. This is the process that brings us closer, that gives us a world of shared values, of meaningful community. 
bell hooks. Yes, I love that quote because I am glad I think we chose to share it because we feel like that quote really sums up the mission of this podcast in a lot of ways and what we try to do in our own way and a lot of our projects, but especially this one. Mm -hmm. And I know Bell Hooks will live forever through her teachings and legacy. And teaching us how to love. So thank you, Bell Hooks. Thank you. Well, all right, guys, that is our show. That is our season two. Thank you all for tuning in. Yes. It's been a joy. Yes. Our show is a production of Pineapple Street Studios in partnership with Netflix and Strong Black Lead. Shout out to our team. Our editor is Jess Jupiter and our producer is the great Taylor Hosking. Our music is by Amanda Jones. Special thanks to Max Linsky and Jenna Weiss-Berman. Make sure you share your thoughts with us on the episode using the hashtag OKNowListen. Please, we covered so much. You guys have plenty of tweets about throughout the next few weeks. Share with us your favorite episodes. Let us know what you guys would love to see next season. All of that. We'd love to hear from you. Follow Strong Black Lead on the socials at Strong Black Lead to get any updates about when we'll be back. And follow us too. I'm at Sylvia Obell. And I'm at Scotty Beam. Until next time, folks. Stay blessed. Happy Happy New New Year. Year. See y'all in 2022.